Hey everybody, welcome to Workforce Gaming. I'm Brad, here with Doug. Hey. So E3, or what feels like E3, I can't tell when E3 is and when it isn't this year, but sure. a week worth of cool conferences has ended. Yes. So we're just going to kind of talk through our general impressions of what happened this past week, as well as kind of some games that stuck out to us. We might miss some big ones in here, but these were kind of, as we were looking back, these things stuck in our brains for yep. what was cool and what was interesting to us. So um, your general thoughts about weird E3 this year, I mean, neither one of us is cool enough to be able to go to E3, so it's really yeah. not much different than what we've ever experienced before. I, I'm so glad you said that, because like, I've listened to a lot of video game podcasts, like this was the strangest E3 ever. I was like, it's kind of like most E3s I've had, just more indie stuff, but like everyone else is like, this is so crazy, it's the strangest E3. I was like, no, you just experienced what's E3 for the poppers like <laughs> yeah you, you you get the cool version of e3 and the rest of us just oh they didn't have crowds in their videos huh yeah <laughs> that's that's the yeah, difference i don't think, think it was that weird in e3 to be honest i just thought there, there was like more indies than normal but like besides that i don't know it's still like a pretty normal e3 not a, not an amazing one by any means but it's like no it was fine. But, but i did the same thing i was like oh four o'clock i should probably turn the tv on and watch this yeah okay that was okay <laughs> so yeah. anyway there's your we're not cool update uh so anyway i was kind of like not overly blown away this year and i think a lot of that has to do with covid and covid's impact on a lot of development and people working from home and adjusting to that so i think i think a lot of stuff kind of got bumped and there's a lot of this like hesitancy of like saying anything about when stuff's coming out just because there is still so much up and down so i just kind of felt like there was Normally, I feel like I've got like five games where it's like my mind is blown about these sure. games. Like, oh my yeah. God. And it's like, I had a hard time coming up with like more than two or three where I'm like, this game is going to be incredible. Lots of like, that looks pretty cool stuff. But oh yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like there wasn't that big feeling of like, oh my God, that I feel like I normally get for E3. Well, it's funny because I think, I think Microsoft had a few. And the thing I was thinking about is like PlayStation released theirs before E3. True. You know I mean, like, like, like Returnal and Ratchet and like, let's just say some PS5 games in general, like those, like those big next gen games have already essentially come out. So True. Xbox had theirs where it's like, okay, they had some cool big stuff there, but like PlayStation's like, well, we just released all of ours. So who knows when they're going to do like the next big thing. So yeah. then like, besides them, I mean, Cap, didn't Cap, didn't Capcom also really, I feel like Capcom released something fairly. Oh, they did Resident Evil 8. Like that yeah. was their big next gen game. So it feels like everybody kind of like fired off their big next gen game already. It, and then it's like, well, we now have this. We got to start building our next gen games again. <laughs> well, and, and I feel like that's a good point because I feel like everything that was almost wrapped up pre-COVID is out now, yeah. and everything yes. else that yeah. was like heavy middle of development period is like, oh god, all right, let's, see, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's pause and see where we're even at right now. Yeah, let's yeah, not yeah. stress about getting this out there. So I do feel like that's kind of maybe what happened a little bit, but I could definitely uh, see that. But yeah. Um, and Horizon did have that big blowout like two weeks ago where they did that big Horizon thing too. So that obviously yeah, kind of yeah. counts, doesn't, but. Exactly. And that's where it kind of feels, it kind of feels like we, we sort of already got that stuff, but like, and so it kind of made E3 feel like a little bit emptier. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just weird because like, I think like, so some of the big third parties weren't really firing huge guns. Like Capcom would have, but was like a one. I think like, I think if Capcom and Square had like two really big announcements that were mind blowing, like that probably would have been like a normal E3 to be if, totally if we saw, Yeah. If we saw an update on 16. Yes. If yeah. Capcom had more than a screen worth of Resident Evil Day 8 DLC or something like that. Yeah. Or, and if Final Fantasy Origins didn't suck, you know, it would have been a whole... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, no you're not. I did not enjoy that very much. <laughs> we'll get there. So um, yeah. let's just jump into some games. Uh, we'll start with the biggest one. 
Absolutely. I think, I think I think this would be the one if we were to kind of agree on like game that we're both excited about. This has yes. to be the one. Uh, that yeah, is exactly. of course a Plague Tale Two Requiem. Uh, <laughs> which, so good. <laughs> this, Plague Tale One is insanely good for what it is, yeah. and it's just it's so much fun. It's the weirdest game. Um, this one got a budget though. Oh, I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> if it's... you haven't if you haven't played Plague Tale One, it's that like perfect like mid tier game where you're like yeah. Ooh, they could have used a little more time, a little more money, but what they're doing with what they got is incredible. Yeah, I always feel like with like Plague Tale, I feel like everybody's kind of interested in playing Plague Tale One, but like I don't know, man. It's not if you're yeah. just like even halfway interested in playing that game, go play that game. Just do it. It's on Game Pass. Just go get your ten dollar Game Pass or whatever and, and play a Plague Tale. <laughs> um, it's a game that's way better than it has any right to be. Mechanically, it's okay, but it doesn't really some really good storytelling stuff. And I. I might, this is this was my jaw dropping announcement of E3. Like I, I literally literally did the jaw drop thing as I was watching because I wasn't sure what it was until like the big. I love that trailer too of like the uh, the plague of the yeah. The it's like it's like a swarming wave of of uh, yeah of them coming down. I was like ah, that's awesome. That game's gonna be awesome. It's just it's yeah. gonna be so good. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be better than Breath of the Wild. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you will like it better than Breath of the Wild. Doug is yeah. the correct answer there. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like kind of that they focus maybe on the brother a little bit more, like because yeah. again, I don't want to get too much into spoilers, but what happens with him at the end of the game is clearly being referenced a lot in the voiceover in this trailer, yeah. and um, yeah, so there's some interesting ways they could go there. Yeah. So we started with that because this next game, uh, I made the list of games in about 30 seconds before we started re- recording this. Doug went, there's something you're missing. There's something you're saying. I'm like, no, every important game is on here. Like, you didn't put Elden Ring on this list. <laughs> hey, man, they said it's going to be easier this time. So, you know, it might be it might be up your alley. So, they said it's going to be easier. Like Dar- And they said, like Dark Souls 3, which I thought was very funny. <laughs> I didn't even listen that much. I literally, I saw, like, I... I was watching Jeff Keighley's thing, and I literally was like, he was like getting like all like almost like teared up, which I thought was like, okay, that's like, that's really funny. That that's that's pretty intense, but okay. Um, but I literally was like, oh, it's Elden Ring. I was like, ooh, this looks really. Oh, it's Elden Ring. But this that looks. Like, oh, but it's Elden Ring. <laughs> that reminds me of the time I think that I think that they showed the Demon Souls reveal, and then you were like super into it, and then you realize like at the end when the Demon Souls like logo came up, you're like, oh yeah. shit. <laughs> yep. I knew nothing about Demon Souls. I was God oh, damn it. But yeah, it's, it was the same reaction where it's like this game I would be so into if it wasn't for the fact that it's is what it is. Like yeah. this, it, if you were to. Again, if you were to change the name at the end of this trailer and take from software out of it, this would have been one of my favorite trailers I saw. But it's like knowing what it is, it's like not gonna play it. Sorry, uh, yeah, I tried. I, I, I tried that. so many, yeah. not gonna do it. So, I, I think like as like as like a Souls fan, I, I think this one is like this one just looked really. I think just the monster design and stuff looked like cooler than it normally does. Because mm-hmm. even after like Dark Souls, Dark Souls Three has some like cool monster stuff, but this one it just felt like they're going crazier and crazier and crazier. And I really, I, that's that was the thing that kind of stood out for me. Um, it did look a little too much like Dark Souls, I think, to me. Um, but I think like the enemy design and stuff like really stuck out. I don't really care if it's open world or not. I just kind of care if it's another From Software game. I do feel like it's it's kind of the thing like they're just they're good at just making those types of games, and it felt like one of those types of games. Um, yeah. But I'm excited to pre-order that type of game <laughs> and then play it day one. <laughs> yeah. It, so yeah, and if you're not into it, and that's the thing that sucks. It's like it's like it's so cool all the time. But if you're just not into it or just like don't like hard games, it's like it's just totally shut off to you you know that's just yep. what it is yeah I, I will say the second they announced that you know what we're putting an easy mode in done pre-order yeah <laughs> they did they did say it would be slightly easier than other ones so that's that might 
considering i I have not made it more than like two hours into (laughs) any of the other ones slightly easier implies that i'll make it four hours so sure anyway um but i mean yes congratulations to all of you on elden ring (laughs) i'm glad you're all happy the biggest game of e3 is something that i know i just can't touch yeah um so moving on here uh one that I didn't realize, this actually got announced five years ago. I was yeah, really? stuff. Yeah, it was announced in 2017. I had no clue, but um, Somerville. There's going to be a lot of clicking of me looking for uh, <laughs> trailers. <laughs> I don't think there was a trailer. Just I think when they announced that uh, some of the people left Playdead, who's the studio who does Indi- uh, Limbo and Inside, um, they kind of like left and announced, hey, we're working on this game called Somerville. And that was really all oh, I saw okay. from it. So it was like just like, here's what we're doing. And then here we are five years later. And, um Got a really cool trailer for it. Uh, Alien Invasion yeah. kind of vibes to it. Family stuff, um, which I think is a really interesting turn since Limbo and Inside are so isolated and so focused on your singular person kind of running oh, through this I, thing. I, yeah, I didn't think about that, yeah. That this one now, okay, we've got like this kind of this little family running through all this, how that affects them. It looks looks amazing. I thought it looked really, really good. A nice next step up from Inside. Yeah, it's funny because Somerville is a town where I live, like town, town near where I live. <laughs> And I was super excited. I was like, holy shit. It's about, it's actually about the Somerville in UK, which is different. So, <laughs> so close. So close. I mean, so close. So, yeah. Every, every time there's a game set somewhere near where I live, it's never, never it's does never justice actually. anyway. So it's like, eh, okay. You used yeah, the name uh, great. The one thing I didn't, the one, the only thing that I didn't like about Somerville is like, it looked so close to inside was like, was like one of my impressions. I was like, oh, is this like, Oh, this is like by the guys who did it inside, right? It's actually not by Play Dead Studios, but it's by one of the guys who did inside. Yeah, because so he left. It yeah. felt, yeah, it felt like a little too close. But then again, like inside to me is like a perfect game, so I guess this one's gonna be okay too. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you copy a game that I find perfect and try and do yeah. more of that? Um, exactly, and you, you're the guy who made it. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does also give me kind of those vibes of like, okay, you know what? Like, we're gonna put a little bit more story in here. We're gonna make it mm-hmm. a little bit more of a narrative focus. Just with the family, kind of gives me that vibe that like, okay, we have to have some interaction here going on, versus yeah. inside Limbo, where it's really just kind of you going like. Where am I? What is this? What's this weird stuff that's going on? This looks okay. We're gonna simplify it down. Alien invasion. Yeah. Family. Stay alive. Yeah. Inside Limbo is definitely more of like an implied narrative, and this one looks exactly. like a little bit more explicit, which is it's just kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Riders Republic. Yes. I. You added this to the list. I did because I didn't expect to like it. I was expecting to be like, I was like, oh ho ho, show me, Mister Riders Republic. Let's see what you got. And then they just showed an EA big game, um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, that was all you needed to do. It looks, it just looks like a lot of games I really liked as a kid. It looks like SSX. It looks like Downhill Domination, which is a PS2 downhill biking game by Sony that nobody played. That was really fun. <laughs> it just looks like a mix of a lot of those sort of like games even like when they showed the trick system in SSX, like it looked like the trick system yeah. from sxx and i just really really liked that um and i think i thought that was and i i like that it was kind of an open world thing and i guess that didn't really matter the thing i thought was really cool though is because some of the tracks of like your biking track might overlay a track that they're using for plane race or not plane but mm-hmm. sky diving ones and it was cool because they'll run the races at the same time so like you'll see guys on bikes and overhead there's another race going I on over your that. head yeah yeah so like so it looks like a lot of different races will be kind of crisscrossing over each other and just i'm sure it doesn't affect anything gameplay wise but i just thought aesthetically that was just a neat yeah. idea of seeing like two races go two totally separate races going at once um kind of kind of similar me. to kind of similar to the isolated nature of like inside limbo versus somerville where it's like okay mm-hmm. like i'm not just the only five people on this mountain right now there's other stuff happening it it's, makes that yeah. it makes that whole world feel more alive 
which I think is, again, kind of a next-gen thing, having recently just finished up Ratchet & Clank, where, like, just populating worlds and making more stuff yes. happen at once, I think is definitely yeah. definitely a good next step to go in to make things more fully realized. Yeah, and I think the thing that you didn't like about it specifically is it kind of... They do this Ubisofting, I guess you could just call yep. it games. Like, every Ubisoft game has, like, a store that just sort of, like, fucks everything up, um, where it's, like, go to the store to get cooler. Like, you can get... Oh, you can customize your character, but you want the cool-looking stuff. Check out the <laughs> Ubisoft store. It's like, oh, hey, you got, you got those, like, cool credits to buy, you know, this cool helmet. It's like, well, that's just a taste of the helmets you can get on the Ubisoft store. <laughs> Or like uh-huh. it just—it just—it felt like that was just all and, over this game. <laughs> and that's my thing is because it does have those SSX vibes, which I loved. It does have like some Tony Hawk hints and things like that. And the yeah. thing with those games is it's just like I turn that on and I am playing a race within like twenty seconds. Yeah. Pick my generic character. Pick them with the best stats. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I want more. I want somebody with more speed for this one. Pick that guy. Let's go. I don't have time to sit here and do all this custom stuff drives me insane so it's one of those things where like that ubisoftness of it of like that we need to have so much jammed in here it's like no just tony hawk one and two is perfect sorry (laughs) yeah yeah like the thing is like i even like customization if it's like really fast and snappy but there's something about ubisoft customization that just feels like nefarious like every time it's just loot boxes it's the stuff that ruined that new trials game which i i otherwise enjoyed except for weird ubisoft shit Yep, just again with yeah. the same thing. Put me on my bike, give me three options, let me go. Yeah. I don't know this other stuff. And now, um, now I'll introduce this one because Brad's <laughs> been introducing them about the games that I like and then I get to talk about and then Brad doesn't talk about. Hey, Brad, hey, hey, hey. Somerville Plague <laughs> Tale. <laughs> That's true. Brad, tell me why I should care about Halo Infinite. <laughs> All right, so here's, a, here's where Halo, Halo Infinite's at. Mm-hmm. The multiplayer... I am 100% in on. Like, I have not, like, okay. invested myself in a multiplayer game in, like, years. Like, sure. <laughs> I couldn't even name you the last one. Um, but, like, this looks, and I watched, they did, like, a 10 or 15 minute, like, just, like, deep dive into the multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. And so much of it is, like, okay, we're going to pull what worked from, like, two and three, those early Bungie ones, combine it with some of the stuff we were doing with five, kind of add all okay. this together. Um, and it just, it looks so good. It's a lot of it looks like that old school stuff. And I know, cause again, they kind of talked about it layering in like battle pass and customers, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, but just like the actual gameplay part of me was concerned, like, okay, how are we going to move this into a battle Royale, a Warzone, a Fortnite, yeah. all those like uber popular moneymaker things. But this looks like, no, you know what? We're going to stick with what Halo, what works for Halo. Mm-hmm. and we're going to roll with it. We're going to improve on it. We're not going to drastically change things to meet the times that are now. Mm-hmm. We're going to make this multiplayer that like still would have fit 10 years ago with some modernization in it. Yeah, okay, so that was the big thing. Because I'm just interested because there's just Halo's multiplayer. It's gone on like seven iterations. Was there something about this iteration versus Halo 5 or versus Halo 4? Or is it just like, hey, we're going back to Halo 2, 3? That, that kind of just perked your ears. I, th- I think, like, as soon as you reference those, it perks my ears a little bit, but also just seeing it. And, again, I think mm-hmm. even, like, Halo 5, like, I played a ton of Halo 5's multiplayer. Like, there's a lot wrong with that game, but the multiplayer was still fun. So okay. I th- I, it takes a lot to mess up Halo multiplayer, I think. So mm-hmm. that's always going to go, and it just it looks really good. Everything about it looked looked like what I wanted. And so, and then, like, so they also showed some, like, single player. Well, not even, they didn't really show single player. They showed they shit. Cuts. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> was uh, but because yeah, I just didn't have any context for the cutscene. Like I kind of understand Cortana bad now, but was there anything about that cutscene that made you go ooh? Or is no, it, like, it was just okay. All right, all right, that's fine. Moving so on. <laughs> so camp so campaign because like again like at one point years and years ago like I had my stack of like my four or five Halo novels like I was playing yeah. again. I was in it and it's like the only thing like that trailer is um the first thing that popped to my mind is i believe it's the halo 2 trailer it has like the iconic line of like him in the ship and he's like where are you going chief chief giving them their bomb back because he jumps out of the ship holding like a bomb oh, and in this oh, wow. it's it's so good it's so good like 2000 2006 levels sure, it was yeah, okay, fantastic that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> but then like so this one they're like it felt so much like they're trying to do the same thing because there's a scene where the like the one scene is him like going through and it's just like i only need one bullet or something like oh, that. And sure, you're just yeah, like, yeah. oh, God, it worked 15 years ago, <laughs> Chief. Sorry, man. Um, <laughs> the rest of us grew up a little bit. But no, yeah. I think just like in 5 had a lot with Cortana. There's so much focused around Cortana that's just beyond not interesting at this point. Sure. That it's like you're beating a dead horse here. Yeah. And again, we haven't seen anything of it. And what we saw last year was just so bleh. Yeah. That I feel like you yeah. needed to show something to actually get me excited about this campaign other than a like not great cg trailer i do like that they're like how about we talk about the multiplayer guys <laughs> I, I could very easily see what happens is going like okay multiplayer launch this holiday campaign yep coming out next june sure but halo sure. infinite is technically out because the multiplayer is out so there yeah, you go yeah, yeah. guys we didn't miss it for sure. twice <laughs> that's why <laughs> but anyway um multiplayer is free to play so i'll definitely play it Mm-hmm. there you go um replaced uh this is another weird yeah. tiny one that i know literally nothing about the studio nothing about anything with this one other than it's kind of a 2d side scrolling looking thing that looks like cyberpunky and blade runner uh yeah. and just amazing looking art like really good art style to it yeah i think the thing that's kind of cool i think the one that's really stuck about this one it's like i there's a few games that did this i think the last night was kind of the it's not the first one, definitely one of the more popular ones where it's like, let's mm-hmm. do pixel art that's not constrained to whatever old thing it was inspired by. Yeah. Like, oh, because like people are trying to make games look like SNES games, look like early PlayStation yeah. games. Like, what if we just use modern day shader technology on pixel art and what does that look like? And it turns out it looks insane. Um, yeah. It looked really, really cool. Um, I think it was like, I just couldn't get a good impression of besides that it looked really cool. Um, mm-hmm. because honestly, if it didn't look, if it didn't look really cool, like a side scrolling cyberpunk game would just kind of be like, before. ah, put that on the side scrolling cyberpunk game <laughs> pile. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but it looked pretty. <laughs> it looked good. Um, and again, it did some cool camera work too that I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell if it was like following with the combat that was happening or if it was just kind of bouncing a little bit, but, um, yeah. did some weird camera tricks on there too that I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. It looks, it looks, it looks really slick. I, I hope it's. I hope it's as good as it looks because it looks insane. Yes. It just even and not even just like technology, technol, techn, technically, it looks also just like the art style, the art style itself. Like just the characters, like you can make a cool pixel art, but like your character design actually looks really good as well on top of that, as opposed to just being a pretty thing to look at. It yeah. just looked really sick. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's where it is. It's 2022. So I'm guessing that's kind of the stage that is. Okay. Looks pretty. Check that box. All right. What's yeah. up next? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You did a good trailer. And, Had uh, good I'll, intro check reviews later <laughs> step one to successful game launch yeah um all right guardians of the galaxy yep i was ready to be blown away by this i was hoping to yeah, be blown away sure. by this like 
I love me some Marvel nonsense. I have played all the Avengers expansions, even though I hate that game. Oh, really? Um, That's funny. <laughs> I, didn't realize, I didn't realize you actually got into it. I know, I know you own it. I didn't realize you like were following. Oh, no. Oh, no. Every time there's like new character, new, I'm, mm-hmm, I'm there. Um, <laughs> Ultimate Alliance 3 is so good. And yeah. so I was just like, okay, like we learned our lesson from Avengers. We're focusing single player. <laughs> Check. As that's all we learned. Okay. Because, <laughs> like, yeah. it, the, the first thing that struck me is, like, it has the same problem that I think Avengers has, which is it looks like the MCU heroes, but it's clearly not. And I feel like that's one of those things that kind of messed sure. Avengers up initially is, like, we tried yeah. to model this after Robert Downey Jr., but that's not Robert Downey Jr. He doesn't sound like him, doesn't yeah. look like him, not the same universe. And it's just... I think there's so many different styles that comics have that just trying to model these games after the, like not generic but like the instant i think star lord i picture red leather jacket and obviously as in comics and stuff like that but yeah i think i think there's ways to be more creative than just making the character look basically the same but the thing i guess the question i have because i've been thinking about this a bit is just is it just because there aren't if you turn any comic let's say divorce from the mcu but if you turn to like a any a, a superhero who let's say has not been represented in the mcu and you make them realistic looking, do they automatically look like they're in, in the MCU? Do you know Fair what I point. mean? Fair point. Like, Fair point. <laughs> like, Fair I was trying to do something like really crazy and stylistic and something I would like that would not sell well. Like, I feel like you're just, as soon as it turns to like, let's make them real people, it's just immediately going to be like, this looks like the MCU. And, I, and, like, I don't, and like, I don't disagree with you because it does look like it's the MCU, but I just don't know if that's something inherent. As soon as you turn any superhero character into a realistic thing they look like they fit in the mcu but not really sort of thing i do think that's a fair point because i do think that's yeah. that's 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 the way that the mcu has succeeded is how do we make this as realistic as possible while still holding true to the comics and i guess if you're kind of going through yeah. that that works but again to your point i think with video games specifically there's a way that we can push that further than we can in like a movie with live action actors we can go weirder we can do all these things we can take some of that in there so i don't yeah. know um but yeah, I just, I, it just looked fine. Sure. Yeah. Like yeah. the, the combat it wasn't was funny. Like, yeah. And that's the other thing. Like if you're going to play for the two minutes, well, there's like an 11 minute gameplay um, for like those 11 minutes. Like, okay. Like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> okay. That's fine. But like 15 hours of that. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot yeah. of that. So it's like, even, okay. Yeah. Even, even the 11 minutes though, I didn't laugh. Did you? Or I, I don't know. There's nothing like. Not really. I think like you can make a tight trailer that would make you laugh, but it just didn't. But I think that's I think that comes from showing like twenty three minutes of it or however many much of Square's sure. presentation it was. I think that I think part of it comes from that that you really could have cut that down to like a two and a half minute trailer that really blew our minds. Yeah. But because this comes out in October, like you had to give more. Mm-hmm. So I think that I think some of that like quippiness that you would have felt and that quickness and that pace and all of that, like, oh okay, there's the one line gets lost in the twenty three minutes. I didn't realize. I thought that was way earlier. I didn't realize that was coming out this year. Yeah, it's I was actually over. like, "Oh, I was like, oh, I'll, let's see that in like two years." Like, oh, they'll, they'll work on the combat a little bit. <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, that's no. they're done." Okay, cool. That's um, uh, yeah, it looked rough. Couple, my only other two thoughts are this is two thoughts on this is, um, your Star Lord. Star Lord has guns. Like that's it. Yeah, like and punches people. So it's like I feel like that like that's it for the game. Like there's no. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, the combat is just shoot, punch, shoot, punch, shoot, punch. It's not like he's picking up, like, 
and maybe he is in this, maybe they figured out a way to do it. It's not like somebody where it's like, okay, we're going to get different guns. It's like he has his little, like, pistol things. Is that it? I mean, it no, I mean, it looked like I mean, it looked like they just took Mass Effect and Final Fantasy VII stuff where it's like, you know, I, I think, guess that's I think, true. I, I agree with you say, I think like the minute to minute stuff, which is kind of like just the sword slashing in Final Fantasy VII Remake where it's like, eh, it's not that interesting. But like when yes. you're mixing in abilities, I actually thought the ability stuff was like, was pretty cool. That was the thing that, that made me go, yes. ooh, that's neat. Um, but the, I think that I feel like this game, and I could just looking at the gameplay, it may have this issue that I have with like games where you have a bunch of characters where it just feels like you're only doing chip damage all the time. Yeah. Um, like very little damage. And it felt like, okay, I'm having four characters all pop off cool abilities in this guy. And we have to do like three or four cycles of that. So your characters, nobody feels powerful. It's all just everybody's just doing like little bits of damage. It, it did look point. neat though. I, I do like that idea. I like the idea because I really liked it in Mass Effect of like throwing out other characters' abilities. Yeah. And I think that's where the game's going to be fun in theory. We'll see. I don't, I'm, it could be cool. It could be cool. It does. It has potential. I yeah. think, and again, I think part of the other issue with this is they showed 23 minutes and it was all from like the same two spots. Yeah. And they showed, they showed several of the same clips over and over again. Yeah. So like, I think I saw Drax throw rocket like four times in those 23 minutes across like the little chasm there. I think that happened like four times. Yeah, um, it was a very small chasm. It wasn't a cool throw, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he's like chucking him through portals or something like that. It's just like, I threw him about 20, 10 yards. I was like, all right, it's, <laughs> cool that's fun just a solid football throw yeah um all right stranger of paradise yeah final fantasy origins now i'm gonna start with mine because mine is quick and easy again elden ring i hate this stuff i downloaded the demo (laughs) i made it through the tutorial i died by the first goblin that showed up because i did something wrong i don't know what made it through like the first like three fights twice and then I got to, like, the door where it saw, like, stuff at you, and you had to, like, slash at the door. Yeah, yeah. I got to that. I did that once, died by the thing after it, and was like, no, I'm good. This is the thing I hate. <laughs> I, this is the thing I should like a lot. Yes, yes. And, boy, this was just, like, um, it was just really disappointing, I just, like, in a lot of ways, because it's, like, because this is made by Nomura, and this seems, like, Hey guys, I'm doing a versus thirteen thing here. We're doing some angry Final Fantasy shit. It's like, okay, it, cool. It looks you know? so much like fifteen to the point where I'm pretty sure the menu design is copy and pasted out of fifteen. Oh yeah, for sure. I think they definitely did some Final Fantasy. Yes, I, it feels the menus is the only thing that feels really Final Fantasy about it. But I did so what I when I played the demo, I played the demo to the to the boss to the fi- to the boss at the end, um, and then he goes in the second phase. I just didn't get through because the second phase was crazy and I just wasn't having fun at that point. I think the the there's a few problems I have with this game. One, the art style just looks bad. It looks like yep. a 360. It looks like a very particular 360 game, Xbox 360 game. Is that when Gears of War came out? There's a bunch of weird games that came out after that that were kind of Gears of War but just bad, and they yep. all had this weird gray, greenish art style, and um, they all just generally were not fun to play. Particularly this game called Quantum Theory, which this looks exact, which is a about characters going up a tower that it looks exactly like this. It's very strange and was not good. Um, so I think just like the art style just to me was just like not having it. And then the actual gameplay itself though, I think it was just, it was too complicated. I feel like for the type of game it was. So when you play Dark Souls or Bloodborne or something like that, I understand Neo's different. I understand this from the Neo team. Actually it's not, which is weird. But when I play Dark Souls, the thing I like about Dark Souls and Bloodborne is that there's not a ton of stuff you can do combat wise. It's a lot about just like knowing when to attack, mm-hmm. but in, uh, but you actually don't have a lot of moves. You have you have a, a handful of 
um, but you don't have a ton. And this one, you just had way, way, way too many moves to do. Um, and I think this is exemplified by the fact that there's three ways to block, and that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, I couldn't figure that out. And I, it made me so happy when you told me that you didn't like this because I was like, I just feel stupid trying to figure this out. Yeah. And a part of me almost feels like because I know that they did this with Neo stuff where they did, released a really early like pre-alpha build of the game online. or like, yeah. well, it worked. I almost feel like some of that's in there. I just feel like, hey, did you like this concept of pushing yeah. any of these three buttons? Which of the three blocks did you use? Because it's like, yeah. well, we got three blocks on the drawing board right now. Throw them all in there. See which Throw one they all. pick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like there's there's a normal block. Then there's a powered block. And then there is a block that you use to steal people's en- like like things. It's just like, and then every weapon has like a ton of attacks. And then on top of that, you they just, I understand it's like a demo, but like, your character can switch between two jobs. Each yeah. job has its own set of armor. So you're picking up armor for like two different characters on your character. You're swapping your equipment between the two. You're swapping between... It was way... It's just too complicated. And the game wasn't interesting enough to, to justify mm-hmm. that. Like it wasn't It wasn't fun like going through that stuff at all. The, the enemy designs weren't cool. It didn't really feel like Final Fantasy. And I don't know. It's just. It was just... I don't know what it was. It was just not good. So I guess because to me, this would be something that you would be all about between Final Fantasy, kind of that Souls-ish vibe. Is oh, this yeah. a like straight back to the drawing board, cut it all and rebuild from the ground up? Or are you like, this is fixable, just we just need to piece down the combat? Like, where are you I at mean, with this? I I just didn't enjoy like any aspect of it. Even the combat was okay. Um, mm-hmm. But I just felt like, again, like the combat was just like too, like Devil May Cry is, is fun in its complexity, but the game isn't super hard. Um, it can be hard, but it's not like super, super insanely hard where you can kind of like play around in that system. Yeah. But if you had this sort of super complex system in one where you need to be doing every move right, it's just, to me, it just isn't, it just wasn't fun. So like the combat wasn't good. I didn't like the setting. I didn't like the characters. <laughs> like I just, there's not even something I can glob onto just besides mm-hmm. the idea. The idea is fun. The idea of having a Final Fantasy Souls game, which is not this, is a fun idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's about um, it. Back to the drawing um, board. <laughs> back to complete rebuild on that one. Uh, yeah. Metroid Dread, after sure. like 18 long years, uh, is here in October. Um, I think this looks... I'm, I'm pumped for this. Okay. I'm very excited about this. Um, I love the idea of just more metroid that's 2d um mm-hmm. something we haven't had in like again like 18 years outside of like the one remake that came out a couple of years ago but mm-hmm. um it looked fine if i think this is yes. one of those things where and i think you were the one that mentioned it to me right away when i was like oh shit new metroid new metroid this is great this is great this is great and the trailer finished up and i think you sent me something like if i didn't say metroid would you have cared yeah yeah and and i think that's kind of what this is going to come down to is that there's been like 18 years worth of iteration on like the Metroid franchise or on the Metroid concept and yeah, Metroidvanias, yeah. I think have like really come to be that like indie darling style of the game where like ever, like mm-hmm. there are so many great indie games that all fit into that Metroidvania style. So it's like, is, is Metro is Metroid still worthy of being like the best of the best? Is it worthy enough of being like the genre? Like it's called a exactly, Metroidvania. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like and that's the thing where like this has been iterated on so much that even if you yeah. go back to like zero mission, zero mission and fusion and those, I absolutely adore those games. I love those games. Even if you go back to those, is that good enough for a Metroidvania in 2021? Yeah. 
and, and, and it's wild too. Yeah, it's wild too because they're, they're. I mean, not to get there. I mean, it's like, is it going to be better than Hollow Knight? I yes. don't. Okay. <laughs> oh, you don't like Hollow Knight? I forgot about that. <laughs> sure. Um, sure. 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 And and the hook is cool. Uh, the the thing that can't yeah. kill you, that's kind of chasing you down. Um, always interesting. Uh, my mind always goes to Resident Evil when you're trying to describe that. Mm-hmm. Interesting idea. They did say there's like a couple of like limited weapons that can that can freeze it, lock it, kill it, that sort of thing. So. Yeah. It looks good. I'm all about it. I will be buying it right away. I love Metroid as a franchise. Loved all those old 2D games. So mm-hmm. I'm in, but it's one of those things where, like, this this is winning on name recognition right now. Sure. This, yeah. if, if you take the name off, I think this looked like a pretty solid Metroidvania. Yeah. I don't think it would have the, like, fervor that it has right now. Yeah. I, I want I want to be, like, super hyped for this. Like, I want to be hyped with everybody else. Because I'm really curious about Metroid games. I've played a little bit of Super Metroid, but not much else. Um, but yeah, my impression was like, I wish this looked cooler. I don't know. It looked better. It, lo- it just, it looked, yeah, kind of what you said. If it didn't have the Metroid name, I don't know. And it's competition is really stiff, right? It's like really, really exactly. strong right now with those. It's like, I just, I can't imagine because they, that team has made, uh, has made two other Metroidvania games before yeah. it made mirror of fate, which is pretty solid. Actually, one. I played that like six or seven months ago. Actually not bad. Oh, do you really? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, cool. It's pretty, okay. It's pretty That's solid. Good. Okay. Yeah. Weird technical also- issues, but pretty solid. Sure, and then they also made the other the other Metroid remake. They've made okay ones. It sounds like. Yes, but I, I didn't this play one the Metroid needs... remake, but the Castlevania one is a it's a, it's a solid like seven out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> and it just it sucks that they have to carry the Metroid name and then just like come out and that sort of like you know. I mean, yeah. they are they are co-producing it with the old Metroid team from Nintendo, so it's like not just solely them mm-hmm. on this, from what I understand. So uh, Mercury Steam is the company we're talking about. So yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. It will be. Um, so just to kind of get this wrapped up here, a few more that I don't think we necessarily have a lot to say that we didn't see much or just, there's not much to talk about here. So just some kind of quick mm-hmm. ones here. Um, Forza Horizon 5, damn. Like, yeah, that looked really cool. I like Forza like, Horizon. I, I also enjoy Forza Horizon and it's just, the look of that is insane. Everything looked in that, looked amazing. It looks photorealistic in spots. It's just crazy. I thought that was, I actually thought that was a Forza Motorsport trailer like, ah here's a really good looking game here's the, and i was just like oh, oh no that's no, this horizon is the, this is the one that's also fun <laughs> yeah. i just feel like i don't know what happened to motorsport i just feel like like they didn't talk about it i thought that was like really crazy they didn't thought, talk about it it's like horizon see and in my five. in my in my mind that one came out last year so it's like a horizon year because they like alternate every other year yeah. so i just assumed in my mind that that came out last year but i guess it didn't so no no it did not yeah anyway um the next few are kind of some smaller games uh, that you kind of picked out here. Yep. I don't know much about these. Inscription. Yes. I didn't know I liked it's a. I didn't know I like indie car games until I played um, Slay the Spire. Which so is now sick. anytime like an, yeah, which is very sick. Anytime like there's a new card gamey sort of thing, I'm like I might like this because <laughs> it, basically it solves my problem with board games, which is the setup, um, and I don't have to set things up. And it turns out I actually do like board games. I just like setting them up. I thought Inscription was cool just because it had a really neat setting. Um, it's set in a, looks like a cabin that's kind of like a, um, um, I don't know what you call it, kind of like a puzzle box cabin. Like, you know, there's like, you're putting keys into things and unlocking things. In the corner of the cabin, there's just this very spooky man that you play this weird card game with. Um, it just seemed like a really kind of fun, weird indie spin on just like normal card games. I think I was more interested in the setting than the fact there's yeah. a card game and the setting just looked really cool just like a dark cabin at night and then the person that you're playing against you can only see their eyes it's just a very cool looking thing um 
most of the, most of the indie stuff I liked was like a cool looking thing. I have no idea if it's gonna be fun. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's again, that's that's yeah. like half the battle. Like we talked about with uh, what was that one replaced? Um, yeah. Feel free to correct me because this is gonna sound stupid. Dordogne, Dordognin, Dordogne, Dordogne. Oh, that it's makes sense. I'm going way too. I'm going way too phonetically there. Yeah. It says, do- <laughs> says dog in the middle. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I thought this one was really cool. Um, I've been I've actually been following this game on Twitter for a bit. Everything oh, okay. is hand. It seems like all the backgrounds are hand painted, so it just looks like a moving hand painted sort of creation. And it's also a photography game, and I think photography games are always fun and sort of chill to play. Um, I do need to play Umarangi. I'm very excited to play that. But I just like the idea of just like um, I'm always like liking exploring new art styles, and I feel like hand painted is one people have sort of played in but never got quite right. Mm-hmm. Um, like Child of Light was kind of hand painted. It kind of yeah. looked nice, but there's just something about this one particularly. It's like, oh no, this actually looks like like actual hand painting, oh, not very the impression so. of hand painting, um, which I really really liked. And it does a mix of 2D and 3D. That's that's really really slick looking, um, and really like that as well. Moonglow Bay. I feel I'm surprised you don't like. I'm surprised you don't like these ones. That I think they're super interesting. So okay, so so <laughs> the card game one was just kind of whatever. The hand painted one was one of those ones where it's like this looks incredible to me. Yeah. I just I, we're. I think in your mind, like if a game looks cool, like you're in. To me, it's like it looks cool, but like sure. I, what what am I doing? And from the minute trailer I watched, I was like, I, I I'm just looking at cool paintings, which is awesome. These look insane yeah. and amazing and beautiful. But what what am I what am I doing? It is funny because I think there's definitely that sort of like what people like about games. And to yes. me, like a game kit to me, a game can win me over on just its art style or just like it just needs to be good at one thing. If it's super good at that one thing, then I'm like totally in on it. Um, so if it's really good art style, it's hard. I think it's hard for me too to see mechanics. It's hard for me to get excited yeah. about mechanics when I put that in, when I play it. Like I do like game mechanics, but it's really hard for somebody maybe in a trailer or just even a developer talking like when they're talking about the mechanics. I'm like. I don't know, that sounds kind of boring. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter what it is. That, that sounds describe, like a video game. <laughs> yeah. It's like in Devil May Cry, you have a slashing action, and then you pull back to do a jumping. And it's like, I love playing Devil May Cry. I hate people talking about it. So the other <laughs> thing I really have to go True. on is, like, tone and art style. So if your tone and your art style is cool, then I'm, like, in. Um, and also, I, have a, I really like fishing game. Well, I like a fishing game, <laughs> <laughs> which is why I'm excited for Moonglow Bay. So Moonglow Bay is a game you walk around town and you go fishing and the reason i'm excited for moon globe bay is because one of my favorite games of all time is called big old bass 2 which is a <laughs> game that nobody played and it was a playstation 1 game and people and the thing that was cool is that you got to catch fantasy fish and that was like the only game i've played where instead of just catching bass you you caught a t-rex at the end it's a super <laughs> cool game um, and I'm just like, okay, maybe this is the fantasy this is fishing the one. game. <laughs> like, the, I just want to catch a dragon. Walk, <laughs> the one where you're walking in and out of shops and having like casual conversations with townspeople. That's the one where the dragons in the water. I just, I just feel like you could catch some cool stuff here. I'm just, I'm hoping it's not just bass. Like, I want to catch like a mystical river dragon. Just give me something fun to catch. And that, and anytime I see a new fishing game that's not just like pro bassing fishing 2021. 20, I'm like, this could be the one. This could be the one where you catch something that's not just bass. <laughs> Did you play the 15 one? Isn't that the whole premise of the 15 one? I didn't play the 15 one, but I played the 15 mini game 
and you just catch fucking bass. Yeah, You're but the even, like, 15 one, like, <laughs> like the cover art is you catching some big-ass weird-looking fish. I, well, the, that game, but I'm, I understand. I didn't play the individual game. I'm just saying I was So you didn't play the one with the big, weird fantasy fish on the cover. But you it, was a VR, it was a VR game. I <laughs> was, mean, oh, it was gonna, VR. Yeah, it was a okay, VR. Okay, and I, but I will tell you, I was super disappointed with the normal fishing 15 because you don't catch fantasy fish. You just catch weird bass, which is not exciting. Final <laughs> Fantasy. Let me catch, catch a Leviathan. shit together. <laughs> yeah, let me catch Leviathan. Or a little <laughs> Leviathan or whatever. Um, uh, Atomic Heart, which is one of those games where I see the trailer and it's like, this can go one of two ways. Sure. <laughs> this will be the start of an amazingly cool new first-person shooter series, or it will just be boring, average, and blah. And yeah. I could not pick out what it was from this trailer. Aesthetically, it looks amazing. But it also, I don't know, there's just a lot of, I feel like indie shooters, unless they're like trying to be Quake, they don't usually feel well. They don't feel great. Yeah. They don't, they don't, you know, there's something about them. Like the ones that, the ones that are trying to be Quake feel really good. But the ones that aren't trying to be Quake or try to be like, you know, our tour Half-Life 2 stuff, like the, like there's just something about the shooting that never feels like quite right or, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that's definitely feels like that. Cause it's definitely got, it's tone is really cool. I thought the trailer yes. was really fun. The setting looks incredible. Um, it could just not play well and just completely fall apart because of that. And, but we and just that don't was, know. And that was my thought. Yeah. It was like, this looks like cool Kojima stuff with some of the things mm-hmm. that are going on. So maybe there's some cool stuff here, some cool world building. But like, I need to see something of this game in action to really get a good picture of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, SMT5 uh, looked good. I'm still pumped on this. I literally just finished three, which is the first one I ever played like 12 hours yeah. ago. Um <laughs> So I'm I'm pumped to try this one. It looks like a cool evolution from that. There's cool stuff in SMT, but I don't. <laughs> what what yeah. is the okay? So the thing the thing with the SMT five trailer that I didn't quite get is like, so from what I from what I understand, SMT games usually have a cool story, and they didn't yeah. talk about the story in this. So is that what what is the hook of SMT? Because like I'm familiar with Persona, I know Persona is a spinoff of Shin Megami Tensei, but is there something about the Shin Megami Tensei like in and of itself that you're like, okay, I played three. These are the things I liked about three that I can't wait to see in five. It's it's cool demon Pokemon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and again, it's having just finished up three, and that's the only one I've played. Uh, the the story looks similar, which is like you're a normal person in normal world, and you end up as like this weird powerful demon that can talk with mm-hmm. demons and control demons in these weird like apocalyptic worlds and again i don't know the setup for this one in three it's basically that like the world ends and this is like the in-between world where Mm -hmm. like you have to as the like the slightly powerful demon kind of pick out how creation is going to go for the next world that comes yeah so so there's some cool different things there that i don't think are explored very often so again um five the trailer for this didn't really speak too much to story so again i kind of got the gist of it because i was like oh okay it's the similar it, it feels like it's got kind of the same deal as like final fantasy like oh you're the lone hero going and getting your party sure. to create where it's like <laughs> yeah. oh you are you are the demi fiend you are the one chosen to determine what happens in the apocalyptic world like, okay yep, that's, yep I, that's, I think that's really yeah. i think it's really funny though like final fantasy is like the crystals are what binds all final fantasy games together and smt games like the world ending is what binds all smt <laughs> everything a feeling of hell. hopelessness and dread and uh nihilism that's what brings the smt it, franchise and that's together. and that's and that's true. And that again, it's a it's a cool perspective that I don't think JRPGs are so so bubbly and happy and yeah, everything's gonna be yeah. great. And ooh, that guy's bad. Whereas SMT 
like three, like I said, I just finished. And it's like, I did what I would have considered the good path. And like the last boss basically called me Lucifer for the horrible choices I made. So it's like, (laughs) granted you're the final boss. So you probably don't have the right perspective. He's like, but, but again, it's like that type of stuff where it's just like, there's so much like despair and dread and like so many bad things happening. It's like, okay, that's kind of a fun play on this. Yeah. All right. Um, so just to wrap it up two last couple of other quick things from Nintendo. Uh, they announced the Danganronpa collection. If you're going to talk about Danganronpa, I'm going to say go play Danganronpa. <laughs> um, and then they brought back Advanced Wars uh, with yeah. updated graphics, everything, one and two, built from the ground up, I think is what they said. And it just, it looks like awesome Advanced Wars, and Advanced Wars was a ton of fun. If you're into, like, RTS stuff, it's, like, the perfect, like, slimmed down console mm-hmm. manageable version where you're not trying to manage, like, 37 keys worth of stuff on a controller with... 12 buttons so yeah um i'm excited to try it again i haven't played it since like i had a game boy advance so sure. maybe it's not as cool as i remember but uh something i'm pumped for yeah i'm very excited for it. i never played it but i remember kids playing i remember in the like in high school middle school kids were playing and saying like this game's amazing i just didn't have a game boy to play it so yeah. <laughs> very excited yeah. i'm actually really excited for that yeah now you gotta switch um trap it up breath of the wild 2 is coming in quote unquote 2022 mm-hmm. um it looks like breath of the wild but you're in the sky Yep. I don't know. It looks, I just, I don't like when people talk, I wish, I wish I like Zelda the way that people like Zelda where they're just yeah. like, Oh my gosh, there's so much to dig into in this trailer. I was like, kind of just looks like, yeah, like you said, breath of the wild too. It's in the sky and there's some new mechanics at play and the story's going to be disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you're saying, the story's going to be, it's not going to be that it's going to be the more boring version of whatever you just said. <laughs> yeah. Zelda admittedly is like the one nintendo franchise says like yeah i'm just not not really my jam like it's fine i enjoy it i like breath of the wild i'd say that was one of the better games i've ever played am i excited for it sure yeah i don't i don't don't know what it is i think just they're very good at mechanics i just i think unless you're like really into the 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 characters like you just if you're super into that story then i think it's cool but i think i think mechanically they're always interesting but it's just if you're just not into zelda like the characters then it's like there's not a lot i think to like really dive into on that trailer at least yeah Yep. All right. Well, I'm sure we missed something. I like that we talked about Plague 2 Requiem like way more than Zelda 2. Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Hey, it's our podcast video thing, whatever. We're going to talk about the stuff that like we're going to talk about. about I'm sure there are many, many more capable people to give you a deep dive into every weird aspect of Breath of the Wild 2. But to me, literally, my note was Sky Stuff. Yeah, it's brother. Wild Sky stuff. Yeah, it's alright. Cool. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Maybe sure there's a connection to Skyward Sword. Never played Skyward Sword, but that one's also in the sky. <laughs> there's my Zelda. Great theory. analysis, Brad. Great analysis, Brad. <laughs> well, with that excellent point, we are Workforce Gaming. You can follow us on Twitter at Workforce Gaming. Subscribe to us wherever you're listening, and we will see you later. See ya.